Trigger warning. Due to his constrained English vocabulary, Martin often leans on crude language and swearing to make his point. I blame it on his northern heritage and lack of creativity. Matt is also a bit rough. You are here by caution. Okay, and welcome to this episode of the Friday Physio Confession Podcast. Now, I won't be saying the episode number anymore because my wife told me to stop. So, <laughs> I need to stop or she will tell me off. But with me today is the glorious, the funny lady, the Italian... Not not Italian stallion, the Italian medallion, <laughs> something like that. The sweet Anna Maria Mosieri. Did I say that right? Bravo, bravo. I'm quite impressed, actually. Yeah. And I don't care Close being enough. called the stallion. I've got no issues with male horses, female horses. I could not care less. <laughs> I'm just a good well, host. <laughs> just a good horse. Sorry, <laughs> self-declared good horse. That's me, me, me. <laughs> a good horse is a good horse. That's a, yeah. All right. That's wonderful. Now, but you're not. Oh. You're Italian, but you're not living in in Italy anymore. You're living no. in Devon. Yes, in glorious to use a word, Devon, south of England. Yeah. Beautiful countryside. Even better. Um, uh, what you call it? Landscape in the uh, on the sea. Yeah. And yes, I've been here for twenty twenty three years this year. Twenty three yeah. years. Nice. Yeah. And all years yeah. in Devon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, most of them. Um, I was in London for when I was a uni. I did my my. I came to this country because I did archaeology at uni. Um, oh. Or at least I started for a couple of years. Then I met my what is now my husband, and uh, I went traveling, and then we came back in Devon 20, yeah. 20 years ago. So I've been okay, here so in it started off, Yeah, so it started off really nice, and at uni for, for archaeology, and then you met your husband, and everything just went yeah. south from there. That really bad. And Devon is a nice south. place of nice... South. <laughs> south, yeah, to the south. And then, uh, so Devon is nice, nice landscape and everything, but oh, people are terrible. It. I know. Do you know what? Yeah. Do you know what? Um, I do like it. I think, I think I do like the north. I find that people in the north yeah. of England are really, really great sense of humor. Although I never understand sense of humor, but I, I think they got a good sense of humor. But I do like Devon. They made me feel quite at home because they're small communities. They're small yeah. villages. And it's like really where I come from, you know, not, not from yeah. the big city, yeah. not from. So, yeah, no, I really like yeah. it. Although I still feel yeah, it. Local yeah, I still feel a, I am an immigrant and I have to accept the fact that I'm an immigrant and I have to accept the fact that Although I feel at home, if you would say to me, Anna, you know, what was home? Devon is home. But from the world around me, 
it, it's strange when I say yeah. that because I say, oh, you're not you're not British. Yes, but I don't have to be born in Britain or in England or in Devon to be. I feel I belong here because I feel that my way of life aligns, or or this way of life yeah. here very much with mine. So it's a little yeah. bit of a strange situation. You, it's quite strange because. When I go back to Italy, I don't feel Italian anymore because I've been away for such a long time. So it's a yeah. It's a, uh, so it's a, it's a it's a sense of belonging, but then having to deal with the the stares and the accusations of not being where you belong. Sort of way. Oh, Marty, yeah. this is so true because, as I say, I do feel I belong here. I do feel this is home, although. As you can see, my accent is a little bit not Devonian, but I keep I keep being reminded very often that yeah, not in a nasty way because I live in a lovely community, but I keep being reminded that I am this is not home, and to me, I repeat, mm. home is not where you're born; it's where you make home. So to me, yeah. this is gonna be my home. So fuck every, everyone else that says oh, something different. Yeah. Like <laughs> you, just, God, I yeah. am staying. I am staying. Bitches. I know. Once Brexit, <laughs> when Brexit happened, I had plenty of friends preparing the boat to put me through with it. But it didn't happen. I mean, <laughs> I'm still here. I even got settled status. So my husband thought, wow, this is the time we can get rid of her. <laughs> I am a useless Italian. I am a useless Italian in Devon. I don't cook. I don't sew. I am not the classic, beautiful Italian lady. I am absolutely useless as an Italian. But I love my wine. I love my drinking. I love eating my food. So, <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's perfect, then, isn't it? <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> What the fuck? you but what is getting back on back on the horse? Back on the horse. Yeah, but but uh, as I understand understand it, that uh, your education is not as a physiotherapist. No, correct. Am I correct or I'm correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not a physiotherapist, and I'm I'm a very, very proud massage therapist. What you would understand as a massage therapist. So yeah. in this country, the terminology has changed a little bit, and we are massage therapists. That so uh, my title is soft tissue therapist. So soft tissue therapists yeah. are massage therapists whose training has evolved to cater for the changing needs of. Uh, members of the public as uh, yeah. um, physiotherapy uh, moved uh, because massage used to be part of physiotherapy as physiotherapy oh, yeah, yeah physiotherapy rightly so moved away from hands-on approaches and went uh, on to uh, uh, and you know um at the right time enter into or embrace evidence-based practice which well not really fully yet, but you know, you moved them more away from, and you you found something, uh, especially here in this country, for 
under NHS where massage is not really effective use of the time. And, you know, I'm really happy and comfortable we say that. As you moved away from the hands-on, obviously there were still members of the public which the very little aches and pains, those minor, yeah. minor issues, they were still wanting to be treated with massage or, or wanting massage as part of the treatment. So massage yeah. therapies, actually, their training have, has evolved to cater for that, to cater for um, assessing and uh, recognizing if there could be some red, that, that there are red flags, and then assessing if it's a, an injury that needs to be seen by a physiotherapist or another HCP. And we have evolved our, our um, uh, training to be biopsychosocial, well, not even biopsychosocial, to understand the person within yeah. a biopsychosocial framework. And I'm quite proud that very recent, well, in the last few years, um, I was, my school and my me and my tutors, we have pushed for the official introduction of evidence-based, evidence-informed practice into yeah. the one of the... Um, into one of the uh, kind of training training uh, awarding of organizations. We also have, yeah. our scope of practice, we also have some uh, rehabilitation scope of practice, some skills, again, to bring people back to function, to bring people back to, um, uh, to helping them, to support them while they're dealing with their pain. So it's a, it's a, yeah. it, it's a, we are, I always say, to, we bridge between the relaxing massage and the physiotherapy. We are the one that signposts people often to, to different services. Because yeah. especially now, Martin, yeah. where the NHS is overloaded and there are some people that do enjoy the massage treatment as symptom modification or as feeling good. So they come to us. We need to be really switched on to make sure that that pain that they're coming to us with, it's not caused by anything that requires uh, assessment from an HCPC, from a physio, so on. So I think we are really best placed to to look after the person with yeah. those type of uh, injury and pain. Oh, that was quite yeah. a long think, uh, introduction of what, my profession. No, it was it was good. Uh, well, because what thing is that uh, we need to understand the limits of what we're doing. We need to maybe move away from the the old explanation of work, but at the same time acknowledge that this might feel good. It makes me feel better. It can help us forward. But also, we need to be appreciative of the signs and symptoms where we can't, you know, we can't keep doing these kind of treatments when there's something sinister yeah. underlying, and we need to recognize that and need to signpost further yeah. on. And I really like that. You was on um, the episode of Physiomatics TV, and you said something. And I'm oh my god, did you listen to that? Did you watch that? Yes, I, I watched it. Because you said that you quoted one of my tweets, and yes! I saw it a few times. And I quoted it a tweet didn't several. Come up. 
Oh, yes, of course. The, oh, my God, Jim, Jack March, the rheumatology physio, cut yeah. it off. How dare he? Yeah. How dare he? He needs, to, he needs a good spanking, that man. He yeah, will enjoy that as well, Martin. And maybe, and, and maybe like, uh, and I've heard he doesn't like hugs, so I will sentence him to non-stop hugging for 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least uh, you got you watch he doesn't like hugs it's so awkward watch him when he enters into the clinic and what he does with his hands so you've got to rewatch <laughs> that back but yeah sorry yeah, I, 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 st I stopped but, you yeah, yeah. but yeah. I think you uh, you were saying and I'm paraphrasing that um, it was uh, along the lines of what you just said that we need to 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 recognize that at some point you are dealing with what can be seen as an extra leisure time pleasure sort of skill, but understand that, and that's okay in its own right, but that's not what I as a, a, a soft tissue therapist, therapist are, 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 yeah, are after. And um, so I so, think can, we're quite... Uh, sorry, can I... Pick, yeah. Uh, yeah, go, go. Uh, Sorry, I'm Italian. I'm gonna I'm going to to talk over you because there is something otherwise I'm gonna forget with my menopausal brain. There is something that I'm very I am very strong about. So I yeah. I am quite uh, and I, 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 I say to my students, we need to be proud of the position we have within the private sector healthcare. We do not need to be wannabe physios. We do not need to be wannabe osteo because actually it's great. If somebody wants to be a physio, somebody wants to be an osteo, fantastic, amazing. But actually, if you train to be, a, in this case, a soft tissue therapist, that's absolutely fine. Be happy that you have your own scope of practice, which, yes, it's smaller than a physiotherapist. But you know what? Our training is it's way not comparable to a physiotherapist. So if one wants a bigger scope of practice, then you go and do your three years full-time physiotherapy. But if you yeah. want to start working with people within a level of healthcare where you can help that to support the people to live a good healthy, or being part of the pathway to health, you can do so through the use of massage to be a soft tissue therapist and be proud of that and work collaboratively yeah. with a physiotherapist, with a chiropractors, with the osteopath, with the GPs, and so on. To me, what we lack in our industry is the pride that goes with being a massage therapist. I, yeah. I, I, I'm actually... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so so this is the difference between where uh, physios and musculoskeletal therapist was uh, years ago, where we would put people under the you know hot hot baths and hot hot treatment and then massage, and when we'll do that repeatedly, 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 and that's right. And I think that some of the 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 well, the whole debate against hands-on has a is a, is a false dichotomy in itself. But Bravissimo. I think Bravissimo. we we. We're still clinging on to the image of massage, especially as 
this old form of never stopping, never ending, just coming up. And it's not, as I see it today, I've been the fault of this myself, thinking that in the past, but uh, as I see it today, it's like we know that taking time for yourself, either it would be mindfulness, yoga, meditation, massage, fucking aromatherapy or whatever, it's about that time for yourself is about that time to be seen by another person to be maybe touched by another person and there is undeniably a contextual factor and power in that moment and and as you speak about being aware of its limits and then you know understand what it can do and what it can't do and also being on the lookout for is this is this out of my scope or is it within my scope is a, is a, i think it's a beautiful way to see it and is it's kind of the way i've evolved into seeing it myself yeah, yeah. and do you know what a contextual effect it's everything okay but actually yeah. i've been in practice for 20 years and for we know that uh, anecdotal experience does not count for m- as much as. However, we can. Uh, some people comes to my door to my our clinic doors because there is written massage, okay, and yeah. they have pain and injury. In fact, uh, to be honest, the hip physio. Which is actually not far from uh, from from where I am. One day, put a, a lovely tweet um, months ago, and he said, "I got neck pain," and I am a classic client where the only thing I can be thinking about is I would love to have a massage. Why? He was asking himself yeah. because ultimately, yeah. for some people, and I said there is a subgroup of people. It's not everybody. For some people, they want to be touched so it's definitely the contextual effect martin so we're talking about the nice room the time for yourself the way the smells around but there is something to do with also and george esteves and uh, and other osteopaths of um, malta they've researched a little bit of they they, uh, proposed the theory that touch it's especially sustained touch with massage does help create synchronicity, which then in in its own helps create the therapeutic alliance. And also yeah. because of the contextual effect, no specific effect of massage or touch or pleasant feeling, there is a quick symptom modification. The quick symptom modification, yeah. a client says, oh my God, I can trust you. But then, and this is where I was going to, all this preamble waffling to say massage or hands-on or manual therapy should only be the context where the real effective entry intervention should take place, i.e. listening, i.e. communication, i.e. some uh, making sense of pain, uh, advice for active lifestyle. Those are the real interventions. Yeah, it's the creating in, that. Uh, yeah, but for some people, creating that place. Yeah, yes, 
for some people. So often in physiotherapy and, mas- well, not very much massage therapy, but in physiotherapy, there is a lot of studies about the contextual effects. I wonder yeah. if we should do a study on how does people react to uh, the same advice, the same interactions with or without manual therapy or massage therapy. Anyway, that would yeah. that, that, that makes me uh, think about, okay, so there's a TV show in Norway where uh, this guy is called The People's Enlightenment or Folkopplysningen on Norwegian. And he he goes around de- debunking or, or checking out and, and and talking with scientists and 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 people and he did a a, a show on soft was on 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 the and on the the environment the therapy was applied and uh, so and the therapy applied was being smacked with roller pins uh having uh you know the cookie cutters crossed all over the back and stuff and they're quite simple and then the interview with the patients or, or the customers afterwards or the clients afterwards was uh, how much would you pay for it did it feel nice and then he changed that setting to uh, uh, uh yeah freshen up the office had some sounds on it, music, and good floors have pictures of diplomas on the shit, and and the therapist himself was, what well, yeah, presented in a better way and did exactly the same. And those two scenarios created a very very different type of response. And so we know we know that this has meaning. Yeah. Context, context matter, matter context, in pain, matter, yeah. Yeah. matter in outcomes, context matter. Mm-hmm. I always say, you say to people, I say, you, you like coming to me, you feel better after coming to me, just because of my accent, because I'm exotic, <laughs> you know, because I kid you not, because, you know, lots, me. Yeah. Lots, lots of people love Italy. So, you know, when they come in, they always yeah. ask, have you been to Italy? And then we say, so already I establish a relationship. A relation. It's like me yeah. saying to them, I hear you. I understand you. I am like you. They feel comfortable. Yeah. And because they feel comfortable, then when they say, oh, you know, I've been to the local fee- local NHS physio, they gave me those exercises. Oh, you know, they were not very useful. I said, well, actually, you know, physios are really well trained. And this is the exercise I will give you. You know what? Let's try to do those exercises first. Yeah. I'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks. And if they don't, you feel that they don't work, we can maybe modify them and have a look. Yeah. And sometimes what it is is about load modifying. And this is what I would love to see, Martin, is that, that we are all working together so that we reinforce the message of the physio or the GP and vice versa. So that as a healthcare MSK practitioner, doesn't matter what, we all have a consistent message that we deliver to our clients so that wherever they go, they can have the same message, maybe different approaches because people are different, but the ultimate, the same bloody message. And it's not bloody happening. Martin, it's not bloody happening even today. It's somebody coming in and say, I got back pain because the chiropractor told me that I am rotated on one side and twisted on another. And 
and you're there, <laughs> yeah. and you you're there, and you think you go inside. All this <gasps> blood coming up, and you're thinking, okay, and I hold on to there. Look, at, and I always ask a question: Have you? Are you? Do you find your chiropractic treatment helpful? And when she says, "Oh yes, very much," I cannot go there and challenge. Oh, it's not the right time. So I know that it's going to be three or four treatments before I can drop in those hints that actually maybe things are a bit different. Don't get me. Don't get me. Yes, 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 yes. Same, 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 same. That's... uh... That's a fucking hell. That's, 2023. Yeah, that's a, fucking that's hell. That's a Pandora's box. That's a Pandora's box. Jesus right Christ. Well, 2023. I completely agree with you, uh, what you're saying that uh, we need to, to identify our, our, our kind of scope of practice and then work together and find where are our, where, well, first of all, where what and what is our scope and then understand each role and in each limitations its weaknesses and each uh, strengths but what i find back to uh, your point about your exotic accent and everything and we know these things are we're well prepared we we live the life of expectations and the social anthropologists would call this the the social constructivism uh, and tell us that we are constructing our sense of reality or, or perceptions of reality to what we know. And and what do we see in the news about, the, especially here in Norway, about the, the the Norwegian equivalent of the NHS is always the bad, the, the bad cases, people getting misdiagnosis, not getting the help they needed. And so we're creating a, a, a kind of view that we are alone, the patients are fighting against the system rather than understanding that there's people doing the best they can to the best of their ability under a set of rules and limits. And and of course that getting someone with an accent with a bit of flash taking it back, it, it of course you got, got yourself are giving up an hour because they pay, you know. We are pri- mm. sorry, my dogs. We are private healthcare providers, so you know there is. Yeah, that as well. You do stuff that the the, the government won't let me have, so it's a quite a yeah a little thing about that as well. But okay, Marty, but we are where there is sorry to stop you again. There is also we need to say. The people that sees us and they complain about the NHS, it's only one amount. We will not see those that are actually very happy with the NHS. This is what no, I always exactly. say to yeah. the students, you know, or colleagues. Oh, yeah, but you know, I hear that, I hear that. Yes, because obviously you hear them. Those ones are the ones that come yeah. through your door. You do not yeah. hear the thousands and thousands. They actually are doing really, really well. Therefore, they don't need to yeah. come to you unless they want just a, a nice massage or or just more of a of a tree of a pampering session so you know let let's yeah. be let's be really honest you know we we all yeah. hear the ones that they yeah, come through of course door. and 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 that's uh, that's kind of my point that's the whole problem because these few cases are building the the Image. current view yeah, yeah. 
of it. But now, Anna Maria, we have done almost half an hour and it's starting to look like a serious oh podcast. So, yeah, 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 I know. It's quite, we know we got criticism. We got uh, Joran that told us he learned something from an episode. Oh, yes, the, uh, a bad yeah. review. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. Terrible stuff. We can't have it. And so, and you know, this is the Friday Physio Confession podcast. So, would you be kind enough to share some fuck ups of your own? Oh, God. You know, if what? you have some. Oh, there are so many. I cannot even. <laughs> I, can't, I, I, I kid you. It, there are so many over the years. And I always say to, to, to my clients or to my students, I wish I could call or some of my clients back because I know exactly what I did. I, I, I cannot pinpoint, I'm terrible with memory, I cannot pinpoint to something, but a classic, a absolute classic one for me, Martin, is that this is going to sound really unprofessional, so, but I had a, a gene. So when people, so I might be uh, assessing the heat, or, or even working on, on, on the heap on an area, when I ask them to turn over, the times where they have to, the clients have to say, actually, this is not the heap that is painful, it's the other one. That for me is an absolute classic. My brain doesn't work yeah. like that. So that, that I can no. describe it because that probably happens probably once a week. Is just a, yeah. so many. I mean, I would say so many. I am so just that there are. Yeah, I can't. I cannot even record it. There, there. Just yeah. I, I am a, I, I, because I'm a, a little bit of a scatterbrain. And and the other thing that every time a client comes in, and I, you know, I, I stay there and I think. Surely they know that, you know, that I don't know as much uh, as they think I know. I feel absolutely, because I've been in practice for a long time, so people come to me with an expectations, and I don't want to yeah. say to them, look, your expectations are too high of me, but I try to manage your expectations and look at them, and I think, surely you know that I don't know as much. Uh, you know, surely, uh, it's always, I feel, uh, this is not a fuck up, but I feel always really privileged that the people give me their trust, uh, and I hope I do well yeah. with the trust. But hey, yeah, you had so, so yeah. many great, uh, fuck, uh, you know, so many better uh, guests here to tell. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I'm I'm not good at that. I am. I, there are so many I could not even start. <laughs> I see your point of, of, of expectation now, uh, and. Every time I get a, a, a new patient coming in and saying that, well, the doctor or the GP highly recommended you, and I oh, I heard from a friend that you were really good at this. And my first thought is always, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> please not. No, no, I no. I know that I'm going to already mess up your yeah. expectations. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I find myself if I'm, you know, meeting this person and and getting this kind of vibe from it, um, I will always say, "Oh God damn it, she lied again, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> no, she fucked up. No, 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 no. I'm ter I'm terrible. But let's see what we can do." <laughs> so, For you, Martin, kind of, I, can, can I turn the question to you? 
What do you yeah. think is the the biggest, like you call it, a fuck up huh? that actually is really still irritating you? Mm. That you think shit. Okay, so I've had I've had um, a couple of you know overlooked diagnoses that I would you know, but that that's kind of yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. big big fuck ups medically fuck ups wise. Yeah, but yeah. my the, the things that annoy me most and that are uh, still turning around in my head is the times that I thought I had a good relationship and I thought I had had a, a good session and we were together in this and I completely misread the signal. So I overheard one patient. So I had one, she wasn't even a patient. She came in uh, and asked, could, could I ask you a couple of questions? I can't afford physio, but I just wanted to, to ask a, a couple of questions. And I was like, yeah, I got, I got 20 minutes free now. Just, just. Sh-. And she asked me about, it was, yeah, it was knee stuff. And a little bit of that, and a little bit of that, and ask and ask her, you know, the standard questions. You know, got I got I got fifteen minutes, twenty minutes available. I'm just shooting, trying to answer the best of my ability. And and uh, I, I remember telling her that, okay, from what you've told me right now, without looking at your knee, or, or, or examining it, or, or taking this a step further, but by what you told me is probably nothing sinister. And you can you can safely load it within you know a couple of parameters, and and I heard overheard her in the hallway of my clinic. So my clinic is connected to this gym, where there are other gym goers as well. And I overheard her speaking to a man she knew from before. She was at their training, and this man came in uh, looking for a physio. Because sometimes they just pop in and, you know, do you have an appointment for me? And uh, Are you so NHS he, or I, private? I'm private, yeah, private practice, private. yeah. And so so overheard at the hall, this man coming in and this lady is saying, oh, hi, it's you, okay, what are you doing here? And so on and forth and so on. And and I heard him tell her, well, I'm looking for the physio. I need to ask him a couple of questions to so maybe get an appointment. And I heard her say that, well, don't bother. I asked this cockhead a question, and he said it's all okay. And uh, so I did what he told me to do, loaded my knee up, and now it's hurting more than ever. And the GP tells me I need to change it. And so this guy went around. And the... It really annoys me that the one time I'm, you know, I'm giving up 20 minutes of my free time to just, and I'm trying to set the expectations thereafter. And I got that feedback, yeah, you know, from behind my back. That was, that's still, yeah. so my, I'm ruminating around my head. Is like, what could I have done different? What could I say? What could I do? And yeah. Well, well actually, it, 20 minutes is too quick to establish the relationship, probably. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the whole message and going, while you were speaking, actually, when you were saying that, you rem- you rem- because my memory is terrible. And actually, you remind me of 
No, no, I misdiagnosis, Martin, but something that I wish I picked up and I think I should have. And a client in coming to me, uh, she started coming to me because she had frozen shoulder in her 40s, but she's a rower. There yeah. was risk factors for frozen shoulder. And uh, 10 years after, so then continue coming to me every now and again sporad sporadically, eight years after, she comes to me because she's very, very stiff and starting going through the menopause, as you can understand, you know, menopause and stiffness and tiredness, everything is together. And, and uh, so we treated um, and then one day she, she started saying, Anna, she said, I'm getting, that was just before COVID, I'm getting a little bit of a tremor. And I said, oh, Go as we would say, we think that this all the time. Just go and be seen by your by your doctor. Went to the doctor, and there was no followed up. So not, nothing, you know. They were just waiting for something else. Not followed up, and I wish I would insisted to see uh, for for her to seek a, a private or a further assessment. Because actually, yeah, that's COVID, COVID hit, and two years she had nothing done. Come back from COVID, those tremors became worse. So, look, you will really, really need it now. So, she went again to the GP, and actually, ultimately, 52, she was diagnosed with Parkinson's. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no, it's I can't tell you how tragic. And I've done so much research and I there were no signs then, there were no the tight signs. But frozen shoulder, it's you know there are few things that I could have done differently in my head. It keeps going over and over and over. Is there anything I could have mm. picked up to push harder to you know? Because she was coming just she didn't have any aches and pains or any injury, she was coming just because she was feeling tight. She has a high stressful job and she receives massage. Then she's starting to shake. Yeah. She has actually a tremor. That's why we referred. But it's just, you know, I think could have done it differently. Could have been. Yeah, yeah those those are the things that, you know, yeah. sometimes I don't sleep. Uh, it's always been like I'm very anxious. I've got depression and uh, I'm quite anxious. My depression expresses itself with anxiety in certain situations. And some of the things when I have issues like that, like, oh, my God, have I missed something? Have I made the life worse for the person? Yeah. I, I can't I can't sleep. I feel sick. I It's just an overwhelming feeling is, oh, my God, I created that for the person. Then I have to think back myself and say, actually, not, you know, um, because for me, it was never be, it's never be about my practice. It's about my personal moral responsibility towards that person and my yeah. anxiety that uh, I, I am not in the right job with my, my mental health, I can tell you that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Exactly the same. But it's got oh, that and that's yeah. called, you know, the, the rummaging. That's also kind yeah. of uh, my, my problem with uh, as I experienced my own depression yeah. is that the, the, the stuff that you, you keep 
on and i love that tom goons had a little video session about this and he, he was talking about the rummaging phase yeah. where people normally will rummage and then find out uh, either a solution or i can't do anything about it and will go down and some people will just stay up stay up stay up stay up and i'll do the same and it's always because of me as a person like i fucked up uh, don't worry about the 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 um what the uh rumors oh, oh jesus christ i can't find the english words the um the reputation of my clinic on myself yeah, yeah. i'm just like i feel personally responsible for it and that's why also when when i like to you know say that you know if that patient don't like me uh that's okay i will you know refer them on and i believe that to a degree but i will still you know, this person will keep spinning in the back of my head. Yeah. Why why didn't that person like me? What, yes. what did I do wrong? It's, not, am I it's all about me. Am I it's, it's all yeah. about us. It's all, we are so, have to be protecting ourselves. It's cognitive dissonance. We have yeah. to, and somebody has played one of my, I've been in therapy for many, many years. And the, the psychotherapist once explained it to me, said, Anna, you often re revert to that ruminating because mm. actually it's easier for your brain. It's a pathway that is so easy to achieve that you actually yeah. feel. Sometimes in life, everything goes quite okay and I've got nothing to be anxious about. And I kid you not, Martina, the fucking hell, I find things to worry about. I actually, in my brain, it's <laughs> yes. mental, mate. It's fucking oh, mental. And yeah. she said it's because he, he actually, in a very paradoxical way, that makes you feel comfortable because it's an experience that you recognize and you're comfortable with. Yeah. How fucked up yeah. are we, mate? You yeah. Know, oh. Oh my God. Yeah. Um. Exactly Jesus the same Christ. because it, it's normal. It's the, it's the stuff I'm. You know, it's, you know how to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's ups and downs and everything. And and the most fucked up part of it is it when I'm completely down. Oh, it feels so good to be down. I yeah, recognize yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, just we, be there. Just yeah. Oh. And that's it's kind of they call it in this they call it in not victimizing yourself. It's kind of taking pity of yourself. It's like oh. You know, that's yeah. so yeah, you're poor, you poor. I oh, know, I know, bloody hell. I just, yeah. oh, but but that's that remind me of, uh, what of uh, I think it's Nietzsche. Uh, oh. don't don't quote me on this, but I think it's Nietzsche that said that even the person that hates hates himself loves himself before being able to self loathe. Oh. Yeah, yeah really so it's kind that. of like you know, but I, I think it's Nietzsche. I was in this is a, oh, really, a long, long time yeah. ago. I was I was sixteen or seventeen and deep into you know philosophy stuff and reading. Start I think it's thinking. I was, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. the shit. Yeah, <laughs> long hair and a six pack and play the bass, bass guitar in a band and you know. Oh. So yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I grew man. up from that. Yeah, I'm I'm battling now. Talking about I'm battling now, and this is all about me, 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 me. Okay, Martin, this is all about me. I'm bat no battling. I'm um, over COVID. I discovered. I always knew that there was something. I discovered. Uh, I've been diagnosed with ADHD, and oh. uh, oh, 
ADD. I wish I, I had the hyperactivity, but I don't. I got the ADD. And I have to say, it wasn't, yeah. Yeah, it's really, it just fits so much. What, what actually the psychiatrist said, he said, and I, your depression can actually have been a, a non diagnosed of ADD. Because when I grew up, because there were things I always knew I'm very different. The way my brain works, Martin, I'm, I'm a nightmare. Yeah. I said, being me is very tiring. Being in my head is so tiring, Martin, I can't tell you. And I feel sorry for all the people that works with me. Uh, the only time where I feel good and I am, I am with a client because I have to be there. And the client talks and the only thing that my I can be focused on is on them. I don't have anything yeah. else. Otherwise, every time I talk to people, I've got all those ideas and things coming in and, oh, God, this isn't a... And it's been a revelation. You know, all yeah. my untidiness and organization, all of a sudden, that's okay. That's me. Yeah. You know, that's yes, well, self-acceptance. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the psychiatrist said, Oh, she said, Are you a procrastinator? I said, Oh shit, how do you know? Have you talked to somebody? Said, Yeah, you know, then he said, Oh, are you a little bit untidy? Oh fucking hell, can you see my house? Because it was on Zoom. And I thought, you know, having the having the um assessment of ADHD was so validating. It made me think. So I reflected down. Mm. All of a sudden, when you had somebody there, the, the psychiatrist looking at me every now and again, pointing some of the things and yeah. making me feel that he understood exactly what I was saying to me. He heard me. I felt yeah. validated. I felt yeah. I was not alone this anymore. Is, this is That's our client. Yeah. And this is uh, yeah, and this is a good point in and you know we we're trying to fight against that, uh, that we want to diagnose stuff. We want to diagnose, yes. you know, in, in, within MSK and everything. And and it's because of that, that stuff, you know. So for me, exactly my self uh, journey with that was, you know, about I, I, IBS, irritable bowel mm. syndrome. I've been shitting everywhere and I, and I hate oh, going. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. and everything. So, so every, every thought going through my head is you're going on a tip is like, okay, uh, what's the toilet situation like? Do we get our own toilet? Do I have to poop behind the rock again because mm, I can't do that? And, um, and stuff like that. And, and, and when I started figuring out, and, and it got a really bad anxiety attacks it got so bad at the point that we would me and my now wife we would get in the car and you know go shopping and and at the time we hit the main road you know so it's not easy to turn around i will feel the need to to vomit or, or you know or, or shame myself so so i stopped going going out but but the feeling that i had when we started to to play around with food and so, okay, so you're reacting to this, you're reacting to that. And the, the level and the amount of relief I felt that there was something solid, something objectifiable that I could, you know, do. Pointed to. Yeah. So if some person 
then will it come talk to me about anxiety and dealing with anxiety. Yeah, it will work, but but having that, you know, kind of diagnosis, you can't eat onions, you can't eat Brussels sprouts from some reason. And this is the reason why one hour after the New Year's meal, you're downstairs using one hour on the loo. You know, and having something objectifiable to use as you know grounding in these experiences, like in like yourself when you got that diagnosis, ADD, is something okay. This I can reach. This I can hold. I don't this I have to even have the medication. Yeah. I don't need the medication. I don't care about the medication. The fact that somebody explain, and this is Ben Cormack is very good at that. I love what. I had yeah. a conversation with Ben. He's, he's a top guy, but don't tell him. Shit mm. accent, but top guy. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we often I, I, I won't tell him. Yeah, no. We often talk. And yeah, yeah. Does, do people want a diagnosis or do people want an explanation? Because to me, what was personally, what was very, yeah. very valuable, it was the psychiatrist knowing exactly the patterns of how my brain was working and making me feel that I was not lazy because all my life, my staff or people, my friends, they always, oh, you're very lazy or you're a procrastinator, you, you, you know, you're not very well organized. Yeah. Actually, for all, all of a sudden, I had an explanation that, like you said, you said, Anna, you cannot start preparing a PowerPoint prevent- presentation three months before because your brain does not get the urgency, therefore your ideas will not flow. You do it the night before, yeah. great ideas come up. You know, I, I yeah. have to manage them. I have strategies. But just the understanding that somebody knew how my brain worked, that they understood, it's about understanding. And that, that, that for me, it's powerful. That's really, really powerful. Yeah. Really it is, powerful. it is. It's, uh, oh. Yeah, it's good just to understand that, that that's a process which and uh, sorry, I, I'm yeah. waffling a little bit here, so please stop and I'm a bit drunk. <laughs> However, said that I struggle with the fact that as manual therapists, we feel that we have to validate ourselves only if we have a physiological mechanism that explains our interventions and the struggle with that because we do not feel valued or valuable if I say actually your value you know your mechanism are more contextual effect and people take and the same the clients if you go your clients the person that you say you know your back pain especially non-specific lower back pain you know most of the yeah but they don't consider yeah. that as valuable or as important as the biological and biomechanical factors yeah exactly is- that's the that's the the um, you know that's the uh, the sociality or the the um, the culture that we made up that we've grown accustomed to and i, I still reckon? struggle with that yeah i think that because you know we've we've both grown up with thinking about stiff muscles muscle knots things out of place leg differences 
rotated pelvises, and these things are are, are so ingrained in in uh, in people in our society that 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 feeling that the whole shift of value from what we're doing and to be able to uh, or not be able to explain them from i smother up that muscle knot i loosen that stiff muscle i pop that shit back into place it's quite you know it's it's not it's not easy because it's it's a tough sell and then you stand as a as a manual therapist in what you see day to day that this this helps in in some sort of way and uh, and then you have that self struggle because the funny thing is that the debate the debate is still on the mechanisms of effect and it yep. shouldn't be it should, it should it, that should that shit that shit is over we know that the mechanisms of effect are not the ones we that's complex, man. Yeah, neurobiophysiological yeah. and, and the neurocentric and inflammatory or or the uh, sorry the, the neurocentric explanation is very very small in comparison yeah. to the massive non non specific contextual effects. But why yeah. do we consider the contextual effects or non specific effects? less important why this is yeah just beats me up. i think it that's where i think the defaults debate keeps popping up because we continue to to measure these things upon which we already says has failed you know, you know i love that yeah i love that we so continue to measure yeah i love that we continue measuring these things yeah. This, we are asking the wrong questions, aren't we, to science? Yeah, we are. We are asking. We the are. Wrong that's why. I, that's that's why I love your idea. You, you're talking about this is my scope of practice. This is my limitations. This is my what I can bring to the table. And this is your scope of practice. This is what you bring to the table. And I need to be aware of my limits, and you need to be aware of your limits. And um, and so I, uh, yeah. I think the the debate is what was my tweet you quoted again? Like, I think their skill in man in therapy is just not where we thought it was. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. I was gonna actually mention that, and that's why I absolutely yeah. loved it. The skill is not on the specificity yeah. of the technique. The skill is yeah. on understanding the person, on listening to the person, or on if I have to be specific with touch, on understanding what type of touch they like, they do not like. That is where the skill is at. It's about the person. Yeah. It's not about, and you know, what segment you do. But Martin, I have to say, we manual therapists know that. We, unfortunately, we're all in within our silos, okay? So, unfortunately, there is already, there is quite a lot of, manual therapy that do not do that, but there is a lot of us that actually we are embracing that. In part, I am so privileged. I, I, in fact, I think every now and again, I think that somebody's going to tell me and push me out of it, but I'm part of a great group. It's called the Net Force, which is a, it's a group led by Chad Cook, and I'm part of a couple of qualitative research projects. And 
everybody's an academic. I am the only clinician yeah. massage therapist. One day they will recognize and push me out of it. <laughs> research is there. And, and yeah. the, the latest paper was, the latest paper is going to come out soon. It's about what we think the gap is in research in manual therapy, because this is the point. We are asking, like you absolutely beautifully said, we are asking the wrong question to yeah. science. We need, I don't know if you're, I'm sure that you are aware, so that's so patronizing me. Um, the Co-Self Co -Self Project with Roger Kerry, Elena Rocca, yeah. they're beautiful. What they said there is absolutely spot on. You know, healthcare needs, we need to reevaluate, think about science in a different way and what we use in it. And qualitative research, we need to be better at doing qualitative, qualitative research. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, you, well, you would actually love that. There's a tradition here in Norway, it's called a psychomorphical physiotherapist. Have you heard of that? Psycho... Psychomorphical physiotherapist. So there's a, a, a tradition and line of... It's, it's its own master's degrees, actually. Uh, and they've been focusing a lot on on these things that we're talking about. And they're, they're treating people within... Uh, well, and treating people within every aspect of, of musculoskeletal pain. But there's a lot of focus on, you know, to be here, to be now, to to to, to emphasize the... To, and to empower and... Uh, oh, fuck, I can't, I can't explain it. Really, but I, I will try. I will try to Please dig up some articles for you. So that would be really nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Oh, but yeah, we are agreeing, and I'm on my yeah, third great. beer. And actually, yeah, you know, yeah great. I'm having my gin and tonic. I'm having tonight Rocco gin and Fever Tree um, with a little bit of pepper and orange, <laughs> and I'm rather drunk. Not rather, but I'm a little bit. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to feel it. Yeah. Was up. But as I said to you at the start, we don't do sober podcasts for suckers. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and especially prepped one. Yeah. Martin, you can I say, prep. though, and this is this is because I'm a little bit drunk, so it might sound a little bit gushy. So forget. Yeah. forget. But you know, what you brought in, I, I, I follow a lot of physio Twitter because actually we don't have a physio massage therapy, so I have to go with the best next which is physio twitter which is yeah. bloody highly entertaining you know what you brought oh, cheers yeah no 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 I, I kid you know um you brought some humanity into it some reality into it because actually once we're there with our clients we all fuck up i love the word you yeah. say you know what are the fuck ups we all fuck up and actually having somebody to say, oh gosh, you know, the client today came in and actually I looked very confident, but I actually didn't fucking know what they were talking about. That was so refreshing because we all go through that. It makes us feel yeah. it's okay. Because it doesn't mean that I'm a bad therapist. It just means I'm human. And actually because yeah. of sometimes fuck up there, I am better next time. As long as you know, yeah, exactly, and, yeah, that, I and that's, that whole journey is, is just beautiful. 
So beautiful yeah. to it's... see the Twitter. Yeah, Paul, thank you so much. And that was kind of my idea as well, because I at one point just understood that I'll not reach that level of certainty that yeah. seems to be played. So seemed to be displayed and uh, I sort of went to um, the other way around so I thought oh, they must be lying however <laughs> yeah. oh, well, every now and again I'm a little bit concerned that social services might read your tweets and come over to your house and check your children's welfare every now and again I'm thinking okay yeah no yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know what? My my ultimate goal is that they will come and pick these two fuckers up because that would make my life so much yeah. simpler. But yeah, you know, I said, this is fucking I said, real. I, I, All those people, you know, I read. Oh, I remember when my my child is twenty. It's not a child anymore. It's a fucker or twenty. Yeah. Years. When they were all young, all my friends, oh, they were all doing those. Tweety things, and they're all with the push chairs, and they were all saying, "Oh, poor you! That you work all the time." I fucking love working. I love my profession. And there's a yeah. poor Oliver. Now, you know, I'm quite happy with how Oliver turned out. And, and I was going. <laughs> I was going to mom, to mom as a as a toddler, mom. And much better now, definitely, because we can oh. have a beer or gin and tonic together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, th this reminds me. I, t I told you this before we start uh, started recording, but uh, I met a, um, a client of mine, a patient of mine today, and we were talking about children and how tough it can be to be tall as years. And this and this patient's got uh, three kids over the span of four years, and uh, and she she just said that sometimes, you know. I wanted to pick one of the kids up, use him as a baseball bat to just beat the others with. Just a lot the image. <laughs> and she said, but I, I didn't do that. So instead I went to the bathroom, have a little cry, and then, you know, we, we go again. Yes, and, and so, and I said to, to, to my, I said to my wife quite often, we quite agree about it, that, you know, I will never, I will never stop loving our kids. I love that we got Ilva, who is the eldest, she's four and a half now, and, and Vilja, who's the youngest, she's one and a half. And, you know, I never regretted that we got Ilva, and I never regretted that we got Vilja. Yeah. But holy shit, do I regret sometimes that we got kids. Yeah, yeah. It's the kids' behavior. It's what the kids yeah. bring. I adore Oliver. I absolutely am privileged to have him as a son. Fucking yeah. hell. Sometimes I want to take his long hair and bang it onto the wall for many hundreds of reasons. And and then, though, like he left for uni yesterday, back at uni, on, I think it was Friday night, we went to a lovely Moroccan restaurant, which, by the way, he paid a little bit towards. We sat down on the bed, mm -hmm. the picture we're reading. He came over and he said, can I can I sit between you two? This is a big grown man now, and reading. And we read there, not talking to each other for half an hour. And I add that we have the two dogs on our bed as well. So oh. three of us and two dogs. And that's half an hour is the, for me was the essence of life. Was that interspersed with the morning after before he left for uni? Ah! Oh! Where is my computer? I cannot find it. Where did you move yeah. it? 
but you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's so, life, it's, Martin. Uh, that's love, yeah, life. that is life, yeah. and I think. And I think that that's sort of the things I want to call out is that uh, we're not perfect. You know, we got our own lives, and and we think, and we got, and we get annoyed. This this doesn't mean that I will sell my kids to the neighbors, as I wrote on Twitter. This doesn't mean that I will sell her on the block black market, as I also wrote on Twitter. But just you know, my eldest just re- discovered masturbation. Yeah. But it's quite yeah, so it's, got, quite, it's quite normal at, at how old is he? Yeah, she she's four and a half now, and she yeah, discovered it. There is uh, a stage a where it's quite normal. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's normal, but you know, you know. Yeah. So I'm trying, you know, to tell her that what you're doing is is quite normal. It's okay, mm. but maybe don't do no, it on that. It's like, yeah, yes, you yes. Know, this is something you yeah. you do alone and in your own privacy. This is this is your moment. Correct. Uh, but 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 you know it's not. Don't do it in front of guests and and. Correct. Like. That's the best. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's like I don't want to demonize sexuality. Yes. Even she's four years old, and we know this is coming. We all been through that. You know, even now as a grown man, was I enjoying myself occasionally? I was still finishing thinking. What the fuck did I do that for? I'm a grown ass man, and you feel that little... too much yeah. detail. Martin. <laughs> yeah. I know we are, we are friends, we but little... that is a little bit pushing it. <laughs> I'll deal with it. Deal with it. You're Italian. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I don't want to put that. Uh, what I'm trying to say, I, I don't want to put that kind of, you know, little self despicacy uh, that that shame. Into her, yeah, bravo, I want her bravo, to into bravo. when she when she grows up. I want her to just enjoy it. Isn't that be... beautiful? I I coming from Italy, as you can imagine, a very this is why also me a very Catholic, very restrained, very conservative country. I am. I feel so blessed that I live in a time where we were talking with my son, for example about somebody coming out and he said to me a couple of years ago he said mom nobody comes out anymore there is nothing to coming out of i love that yeah. sexuality yeah, great. Is isn't it brilliant sexuality is becoming for i said oliver you have to forgive me because i grew up in a time where being gay in my country was a big i mean in my country living with Somebody, I remember when me and Richard already lived together. We we married after eighteen years. We've been together, and I said to my mom, "Mom, I'm pregnant." He said, "You're pregnant? You're not even married." So, what do you think we've been doing for the last seven years? And we've been watching each other's eyes. <laughs> Christ's sake! So, but I live in a I live in a time now where sexuality is fluid. Where it's yeah. about the, you know, we're talking about the stallion before. I don't even know what you call a female stallion. In fact, there probably there is not even a fucking term for a female stallion. I love to live in a time where there's no fucking difference. It's about the person, mm. you know. So it's lovely to be able to to actually say, you know what, be empowered with it, enjoy it. But doing it in yeah. fucking on time, not that is like, or indeed when there are guests around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And oh, well, I love but, that. We know, went from uh, manual therapy to uh, children's sexual behavior. I love that. I love yeah. the 
structure, the continuity there, that's beautiful. It's it's like we hold a, uh, it's, it's like a good red thread, that's what we call mm, it. There's, mm. there's continuity between our, you know, through our conversation. And yeah, that's I love good, that. <laughs> that's, good, that's a good measurement. Yeah. The complaints so, yeah. about this podcast would be immense. Anyway, but yeah. Yeah. Off, yeah, it will off the charts, but you know, who cares? Who cares? I'm not. I'm not putting out this podcast to be to be to be loved. I'm just putting out this podcast as a as a. Well, it was the next step, wasn't it? It was the next isn't step that, to be able to talk with people and and yeah. Isn't that liberating? So. We have our own pod, and for all those years, and I remember lovely Mike James, the endurance physio, when one day he asked me to go into a, his podcast. Oh my God, I could not even have a talk. I, I said to him, no, I'm so embarrassed. I wouldn't talk to a podcast. Fucking gave me a microphone. And I thought, wow. And then we, we have our <laughs> yeah. own podcast. And it's so liberating. Martin is so liberating to be able to actually share your ideas and giving an yeah. absolute fuck. Maybe I'm old enough. I'm 48. I'm old enough to... Don't give a bloody shit about what people say. You know, and I can have conversations and arguments with people on Twitter and not take it personally. And even if they're personal, fuck off. You know, you're not important in my life. No. But isn't that liberate? I love what podcast brought us. Yeah. Good. Good. But I miss Jack Chu's podcasts, I have to say. I miss uh, the um, Physiomata podcasts. The, the regular, yeah. they were bloody banging. Yeah, it was a brilliant podcast, mm. for sure. Which and, one uh, do you like best in general? Yeah. Which podcast do you like best? What do you listen to? Mm, in general, you know, I, I listen to, um, I quite enjoy the uh, the podcast, Adam Meekin's podcast. Oh, I think I'm going yeah. crash. Let's be making yeah. official. Adam, <laughs> I have a, I think I have a crash for the man. It is so Yeah. But it's the fun the funny thing that it, it was Greg. Adam Meekins himself, you know, Mr. Anti Manual Therapy himself that introduced my whole involvement into accepting of not being anti manual therapy because you know he said and he had a sentence in his in his course that was the only way you change somebody's mind is if they like you better than the other person. Yeah. 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 It is and, what, and I love, what I love. Adam is one of those together with Ben many years ago and Greg Lehman. They actually introduced me because in our industry, evidence-based practice was not matter of fact because we're not um, – yeah. Healthcare professionals, so indeed the universe. But what I always consistently like about Adam, which sometimes it pisses me off to no end, but actually the content is so is such a good clinician. Is so, yeah. one day he did uh, I, I follow all his posts and everything, but one day he did a therapy live um, course or therapy live um, talk. And I looked at and, and my 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 bias is on shoulders, so I follow him quite expensively extensively on that. And I thought, oh my god, how lucky are his patients to be able 
to have somebody so caring because ultimately is bloody caring is so generous yeah. with his knowledge even though sometimes a bloody will want to bloody you know give him a major on his bolts you know <laughs> but it means, uh, we are only massage therapy is only hot towels but that you know fluffy towels but that, that, that's yeah. fine you need to yeah, I, and you need to look beyond the way it's deliberate and uh, and uh, listen th to the message itself point. yeah what yeah, do you think exactly. about Sam Harris? What do you think about Sam? Do you have follow, ever follow Sam Harris? It's not. It's not yeah. official. Yeah, you're thinking about the uh, Sam Harris. The um, mm. I've, yeah, I'll, I'll think. Uh, uh, some of his um, some is that is that the bad uh, the Atomic Habits guy? No, that is no. James. No. James. Uh, James. Cle oh God! Now I'm too drunk okay. for it. Okay, so uh, so Sam I'll Harris. I'll send you the link this, for uh, Sam Harris. I'll send you the link for Sam Harris. You'll enjoy that. Yeah, dude. Well, is he the, the the honest meditation guy? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I love that. Uh, that's the uh, that's the good stuff because you know meditation for me is like you know it's not only meditation. Thirty minutes it? alone in my yeah. Yeah, it's 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 another difference. It's, it's kind of mindfulness, and and you know, as before, you know, setting me up to spend thirty minutes alone with my own thoughts is not, you know, that's no fun. You can't do that. That's no, 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 no. And uh, so the honest meditation podcast, uh, not podcast, the, the app, honest meditation app, is something I quite honestly use from time to time. I like it. So some areas, yeah, I know him through that. But not, or making but sense. Link on, on, on making what? sense podcast. Yeah, yeah, I love. I love making make, sense podcast. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go on Spotify right now and making sense podcast. Yeah, okay. Oh, absolutely! You must, must, must. Uh, some, oh my God, I would talk. I would talk to you forever, but I'm sure that people will get bored to listen to. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up shortly. We're making sense with Sam Harris podcast. Yeah, you, and uh, um, really, you, have you have listened to the "You're Not That Smart" podcast? Oh my god, I never heard of that. Oh, you're not that smart. It's a good. The only issue I have with that, the podcast is that it's quite long. It's a couple of hours each episode, and uh, so yeah. I don't but mind that. that. Tell you why? Yeah, I actually, uh, you know. Oh yes, I'm just ooh, oh, I mm. love that. I'm just going to the website. That's a good to be podcast. honest, because I travel quite a lot by car, and people say, "Oh, you got to." One day, I went to have a, a, a meeting with Jack Chu to Manchester and back, which is four and a half hours yeah. on each journey. On one day, and people said to me, "I said, one, that's such a long journey." I said, "I love it. I am in the car." I can put on my audiobook podcasts. So for me, a long podcast is not, not that bad at all, actually. Yeah, okay. That's why then I like that yours. That's why, Martin, that's uh, why I like your pods, because we try to keep ours 45 minutes. But actually, for some people, there is a space for the longer podcasts. Yeah. So don't yeah, sometimes. <laughs> no, I won't cut. No, that's the deal. Uh, I've only cut. No, no. All the, the podcasts I've done so far, I've only cut out one question, and it was from the um, the uh, Christmas the Bonnet show with Jack Chu. 
and there was a really dirty joke inside of that and we all agreed that maybe we'll cut that one so i cut that one <laughs> so that's, but uh, yeah and and talking about uh podcast i like i really like the pt inquest podcast yes and i i, I do and I, i love that um i've been listening to sometimes oh my god um karen um karen uh, oh i keep uh, i don't know if i follow it or something The, um, well, I do like the You Matter podcast of Joe Turner. She's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, oh, And, Joe. I um, yeah. Very nice to actually give it a mention. Joe, she's yeah. such a not only good clinician, but she's an absolute top, top. Um, yeah. I she's, love her. No, no. She's so she's so good. I actually did. You know, I had to uh, when I started this. Um, this whole journey into into um, into my uh, masters you know i've only got mm. two bachelors before and then some some i uh, some fitness Are you doing a training no i'm yeah i've got, I've got a master tonight and uh, i felt that was a bit much so actually you know i i was talking to joe a bit and i'll call her my friend she's my friend and i i said to her you know what? I, i need coaching sessions sessions And I want you to do it with me because I trust you and I can be honest with you. And yeah. so she set it up and I'm doing once a month or so sessions with Joe and she's just brilliant. It's just, she's awesome. But the podcast I was talking about was Healthy, Wealthy, Smart and Smart by Karen Ditsy. That's also oh, a good podcast. Yes. Yeah. I don't know about the podcast, but I know about her. Yeah, and she's got uh, a lot of episodes out, and it's all over the place, and you, you you can find something interesting in there. So that's a good podcast, and uh, yeah. So basically, but oh fuck, that we can't we can't uh, be giving you know shout out <laughs> for the podcast. podcast own, but, no, know. fuck that. I know. But, <laughs> yeah. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, maybe we ought to have a separate show for. Reviewing yeah. podcasts, isn't it? Yeah, reviewing oh, podcasts. Anyway, is good. Can we please mention the Massage Collective podcasts? Okay, the so Massage Collective podcasts. Yeah, okay, that's it. That's our podcast. Well, okay. Mine. Yeah, but anyway, collective. I was looking at Seth O'Neill. Seth, not Seth O'Neill. Uh, oh my god, I'm a bit drunk, but Seth. Well, I, I, I'll send. There is another podcast about consciousness which I really, really like. But at the moment, I don't think I can pronounce it. So I, I will put it on. I will send it to you so you can put it on the uh, messages for the podcast. Yes, send uh, send me the link to your podcast as well, so you we can put it in the uh, the show's notes, the show's notes the show so yes Jesus yeah yeah there we go this is beautiful yep. you know what you got a, a north norwegian guy and an italian gal talking they english probably, <laughs> they probably need they, they probably need some interpreter yeah, yeah probably they'll yeah, need something need and, <laughs> oh. and then stop it what she what she was saying now folks yes. is that this and this and this and what he If was get... saying now Oh my God, if you get two or three, what? The, oh, this is really interesting. Okay, and then I'm going to stop. 
What mm. speed do you listen to a podcast? What speed do you usually what? listen to? Do, do you do you what? listen to normal speed? So you... when, when I listen to podcasts, according yeah. to which podcast? So if you, your podcast, I can listen to you at 1.5. And you still can yeah. get... Yeah, yours, okay. I tried... Uh, uh, the Nav podcast, but the Jack Chu, I cannot listen. No, no, to no, 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 no. Oh, that's that's zero point seventy five. You know, <laughs> before yeah, yes, I actually did a, I actually did a tweet on how fast you can listen to, to each podcast. And I, yes, I I'm found myself, glad that you do that. <laughs> how nerd is that? I was, I, and and I saw you know Ben Cormack is like now zero point five. Yes, probably. correct. 0. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. to, but Jack, I but I can. I think I can train with Ben, but I cannot do Jack. Jack is so fast; it's unbelievable. Yeah, and he's so in his his way of talking is is very funny. You have to get used to it because he talks what we call in Norwegian. He talks round. Oh yes, yes. It's very flat. It's very baroque. Yeah, I don't know. He Sometimes he, say, he says words to me, and I think, and inside myself, I think, oh shit, should I, should I just ask him what he meant, or do I look really, really stupid? But now I'm but no, more no. comfortable with it. What the fuck yeah. do you mean, Jack? Yeah, it's just exactly. So and my, my, yeah, and my first podcast uh, appearance was on Chewing It Away with Jack Chew, mm. and you know. And I did not know him enough at that <laughs> point to make something of it. And he was talking and he was using words. And I was like, what the fuck are you? I know. What are we Cro talking about now? One day he said to me, cross-pollination. I said, fuck. What does fuck? Because I say to my students, often say, look, if you hear a word from me that you do not recognize, do not go and search it into the vocabulary because probably it doesn't exist. I invented it. So I thought it was the same from Jack Chew. So I thought, I forget the word. But actually, when I went to search them, hey, he speaks very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. beautiful, beautiful way. But I cannot listen to him at two, at one, or 1. Yeah. 1.5. I just cannot. Well, I can yours, which is quite good. And people can mine. I know because I'm quite slow I'm talking so but uh uh yeah I, I still have to find who i can listen double speed yeah so yeah 1.5 is you know I, I i try to listen back on every episode just to, to, to catch something or, or was off or something oh, shit, you're not gonna myself. cut anything from this discussion no, I'm not going to cut anything. No, no, no. But I always listen you're... back when this is when I have published the episode. So I listen back to you know, 1. 1. 1. 1. 1.5, and, and I think that that's the way you should listen to this podcast 1.5. Or at one speed, I'm becoming this boring region speaker. You know, so 1.5, do it. Yeah. Yeah, 1.5, I think it's perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> it's so fucking random. This is so random. Okay, I think, I think, I think this is a, a, a great place to wrap it up. Yeah, and thank Amelia, you, Stein. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming on oh, the podcast. 
Thank you I, so I was much really honored. Honored you asked. Yeah. Although it took three times, isn't it? The, the first time you asked, I think I picked up your message the week after. The second yeah. time, just a few times after. The third time, yeah. just I managed to pick the message up, so that's great. Because I'm not as active yeah. on Twitter. I'm still thinking about leaving Twitter. Or, so, but, no, so, no, 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 don't leave Twitter. I, I need all the followers I get, so you can't leave Twitter. No, no. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I'm in a race. I'm in a race with Alistair Beverly. You can't fucking. You, you can't. Oh no, you can't. Oh yeah, said, yeah. I, I go crash. His content is so wholesome. It's so just. He's so perfect. I crash. I got an absolute oh. crash for the man. He is the, jokes aside, just before we finish, it is such what he's doing to to physiotherapy, to therapy, to 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 working with people with MSK, MSK care. It just his work is amazing. He's such a good person, yeah. you know, absolutely. Oh. He's the right person to yeah. have a good pint with. Yeah, 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 totally. It is a, I really hate him. I really hate him. Yeah, he's a yeah fair enough. He's a, fair enough. He's really competing Jesus with you Christ. there, Martin. And his and his his content is so wholesome. I can't I can't banter it. I can't you know I can't get in on a thread and do some jokes you, or anything. Because well, you can we listen. What is is I think his unique selling point is his gaze. When he does his TikTok videos and he looks at you, with yeah. You, Bloody gaze. That's right. Take <laughs> your glasses off, yeah. mate. Have the beard longer and look at that. Oh, okay. Okay. So that that is uh our top points for today's podcast is that Alistair Beverly just get grow a little beard and uh you'll be there. And the followers are followers are will keep piling in, but I'm still leading, I think. Are you? Yeah, I think I am. So just let me uh, double check. Alistair, really? Fuck, he's he's creeping on. He's got 2,917, and I'm up to 2,950. Fuck's sake. Oh, man, I've got to step up. i got to step up my game. i got to step up my game. But either way... <laughs> this has been a brilliant discussion. Oh, Thank mate. you so much for coming on, oh, Anna Maria. It's pleasure. been nice. And uh I'm sure we will do this again at some point. Of course, I'll now expect an invitation to your massage podcast, Massage Collective. And I will tell you all my best techniques that the old physio is the only one that knows. <laughs> <laughs> give it up that. But we are not gonna this again. <laughs> this this again has been the Friday Physio Confession podcast and thank you for listening mom and Murray and now Anna Maria oh will you listen to this episode oh, yeah. oh I, I'm terrible I never listen to anything I'm on because I absolutely hate my voice yeah okay so we got two listeners now for this episode <laughs> and um <laughs> now martin but, uh, jokes aside jokes aside i think what you brought to physio twitter is brilliant i love your work oh, and you. you're amazing nice beard as well. well thank you thank you yeah so we'll leave out that note i think that's a good one to uh, leave it on i'm brilliant don't tell anybody and uh thank you for listening bye now Bye. <laughs>